Tennessee Williams said, What is straight? A line can be straight, or a street, but the human heart? Oh no, it's curved like a road through the mountains. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing how the human heart can also have varying shades of a rainbow. My name is Spring Erickson, and welcome to A Season of Change in Colorado with Spring. This podcast has been developed to speak to the political issues I see we face in Colorado and why I am running for the Colorado State House District 48. It is produced by myself and the Spring Erickson for House District 48 Committee. And as with all political messages these days, my name is Spring Erickson and I approve this message. Now that the legal stuff has been observed, let us return back to today's podcast. As we begin today, our fourth podcast together, I would like to just say to all those listening a happy belated Father's Day, as it is now Tuesday going into Wednesday of the week after Father's Day. And we are in the time of June, so congratulations to all those who are getting married this month. And congratulations as well to all those who have graduated in the last couple of months. I am so happy for you and continue to cheer on all your successes throughout life. Also, today marks exactly one week until the primary election season is completed in Colorado. So if you are voting, make sure that you get your ballot into the voting box no later than 7 p.m. on June 28th, that's next Tuesday, or head on out to the polling places that were described in the ballot uh, envelope that came to your house. If you haven't a, haven't given, gotten a ballot and you were supposed to, check with your county clerk and recorder's office or the secretary of state's office and they will help you get that sorted out. Also, we have heard some reports that there are those who are unaffiliated who have not received both of their ballots, but just one ballot of one of the parties in their envelope. If this has happened to you, head to a precinct place or go to the county clerk and recorder's office or call them and they will help you sort that out as well because as an unaffiliated voter, remember, you are supposed to get one ballot from each party so that you can determine which party you'd like to vote for. Now that all of the housekeeping is out of the way, let us continue into today's podcast about pride. Most of us know that pride is something that we all share in common. It is the pride in a sports team that we're really excited might win the Stanley Cup. Go Avs for all those fans out there. And it's also pride in our children, pride in our families. But there's something else that, that the word pride can stand for. And it's, it's in a community of people that, that share a love and acceptance that maybe they didn't get in their normal families. It's the LBGTQIA community. And all those letters and acronyms have things that mean different sexual orientations or transgendered. And we should all understand that every person is a unique reflection of humanity and that they should be accepted. 
So today I'd like to go over a little history about why Pride happens in June, for those of us who may not understand, and also some of the issues that are faced by the LGBTQIA plus community in Colorado. The major watershed moment that created this month of pride comes from the Stonewall Inn Uprising in Greenwich Village in New York City. In the early hours of June 28, 1969, the New York police were doing a routine crackdown on local gay clubs because, at the time, being gay was illegal in the city of New York. The reason used by police to shut down the Stonewall Inn that evening was they were serving alcohol without a liquor license. Then, while they were doing that arrest, they decided to bust people for breaking the law that was on the books at the time. Now, I was doing research and, I mean, I have done, I have actually studied Stonewall Inn and I didn't even know that this obscure code law was on the city of New York's books until just a couple days ago while I was researching for this podcast. But in New York City in 1969, there was a code that said that in order to prove you are not a homosexual, you must wear three articles of gender identifying clothing at all times. Being a straight heterosexual woman of 2022, I started to question whether I could even do that today. I'm the girl you don't find in very many dresses or skirts, and I do not wear heels. I wear Converse and jeans and usually a t-shirt and a blazer. It's very rare that I wear jewelry or makeup. And I got my hair cut a little short. So I'm sure that the police of 1969 would question me very diligently. So that night in New York City in 1969 on June 28th, the crowd did not disperse as they usually did when the Stonewall was shut down by the police. They stayed out in the street and they cheered and they jeered and they yelled at the cops about what they were doing as they arrested the bar keeps and the management for the alcohol offense and also arrested several people for not keeping with this code. And soon the group got violent and unruly and started throwing bottles and pushing and shoving at the police. The police knew they were outnumbered, so they barricaded themselves back in the bar in the Stonewall Inn, and they called for backup. Now, this is where the story gets a little fuzzy because no one exactly knows how the fire got started in the Stonewall, but there was a fire during this moment of unabashed passion in an uprising. And so the police called the fire department. The other police arrived on scene and were able to help the fire department clear the area so they could get the fire out in the Stonewall Inn. But by the time the fire was put out, 
the building had been burned to uninhabitable. The people cleared away for a little while, but the uprising in the streets around the Stonewall Inn ebbed and flowed for the next five days. And it was the first time that the gay community realized that if they stood together and they stood strong, they could face the injustices that they were being required to live with. Many historians believe that Stonewall is the watershed event for the fight for gay rights, which has led us through the 1960s and is still a struggle that is being faced by the community today. I believe it is human nature which has produced this particular spontaneous uprising because you can only dehumanize someone for so long before they will fight for the right to have their life recognized. The community has been through a lot in the past 50 plus years. They have been ostracized for who they are and for who they love. And they have been looked down on as the AIDS crisis devastated their community. And American society said that it was a curse of homosexuality. This is where my memory of the LBGTQ community story begins. I was nine years old in 1986 when I heard the word gay for the first time. It was uttered by the President of the United States as he explained that the new gay man's disease was something that was being dealt with by the government. I remember turning to my mother and asking the question hanging in the air. My mother began by just stating the facts because that's really who she is. She explained that gay or explained that AIDS, first off, in the simplest way, was that it was just a blood disease and it was something that some people could get because of different activities, but it was also something you could get from a blood transfusion. And so it was something that had to be dealt with. Then she went on and she said that the word gay meant that it was a man who loved another man and that there was a word for if a woman loved another woman, it's lesbian. And your dad and I are considered heterosexual because we're a man and a woman and we love each other. All that are different and that is true, but the thing that is the most important is that they all love. And that was the end of her explanation, which has struck, stuck and struck me for a very long time. It also gave me an empathy others in our social community lack from time to time. It also gave me the strength to be an ally to my friends who live lives which always seem to be in flux due to society's temperament, for better word. It would be in 1994 again when I would hear that word come from a friend of mine's mouth in the back of the theater as we were waiting to start play practice. And he said to me, I don't know who else to tell, but you are someone who won't give up on me if I do. And he made me promise not to tell his mom because he knew that if she found out, he would be kicked out of the house. 
So then when he went off to college, so then when I went off to college, <laughs> it was the next time. And this is where I met people who were out living their truth, knowing that their truth had unjust consequences. And yet they were fabulous shopping partners and really good friends to cry on when your boyfriend broke up with you and they were great. Maybe that's why I cried the day that the Supreme Court solidified that my friend's dreams of love and family could really come true in the 2000s. I mean, it's only just been a few years, really, when you think about it. I've even had stories now in this new millennium from when I was subbing for kids at the high school who seemed to just know that they were accepted for the most part and some who knew that they weren't going to be accepted if other people knew and they could only just tell those people they believed they could. It's kind of a weird thing to think that there are people in the world who have to hide themselves from everyone else. That's not how we're supposed to live. My friend from college who shall remain nameless, he wears a t-shirt from time to time that says, no one should live in a closet. That is the one thing we learned from Harry Potter. And I think it is true today that no one should live in a closet, not in 2022. It's wonderful every month or every year that we get to celebrate life and love and all the things that have been gained through work and sacrifice in this month of rainbows and pride. It also reminds us that, that they have fought for every inch that their community has for the protection and the dignity that they have won over these past five decades. And I am so happy that they can celebrate their achievements out in the open, loud and proud and just happy to be together in an accepting, inclusive group. But their struggles are not over. Just as they have gained the rights of a human life well lived out in the open, to be married, to have children, to buy homes and lives together, and even see those lives come to their fitful and beautiful and loved ends together. The world wants to take that back and make them go back into hiding. These so-called moral restoration acts are nothing more than bigotry and hate in actual government legislation. I'm not sure whose morals are being needing to be restored, but I'm pretty sure that the nonsense of regulating what can and can't happen in the privacy of two consenting adults' bedroom are not in the purview of anyone's morals. To me, it sounds more and more like the handmade tale nation of Gilead and less like Colorado or Texas or Florida or anywhere else in the United States in 2022. I promise you here and now, 
I will not support. Again, I will say that. I will not support any legislation that tries to copy the don't say gay bill or the vulgar bathroom bills we saw in the past few years or any other form of legislation that tries to limit the lives and love that is being shared in truth in a community. These bills are nothing more than a form of social control and they are as anti-American, anti-freedom as you can get. These radical notions can only lead us down one path and we as people in hope must fight against any movement along that path. I was taught one must stand up to bullies and that is what I am doing in this campaign. I didn't want this seat to go without a fair exchange of ideas. I wanted to stand up to the bullies who believe this type of legislation is morally right and just. That taking back their country from the moral degenerates means that they can limit and abscound and do unspeakable things to the law to make sure that everyone thinks the way they think and everyone does what they think and everyone believes what they think. That is just wrong. We don't live in Gilead. We live in the United States of America. We are a nation and a state which has a freedom of religion. And that means no one can dictate legislation based on some mutated dogmatic sense of moral theology. If this offends you, go check out the other candidates and find someone who fits your issues better. If you want someone who will protect the rights and liberties of all citizens of Colorado, then I ask for your support. I am sure that there are some people out there with ideas for new legislation that will continue the protections and rights of the LBGTQIA community. And I would love to hear them. But my biggest hope is to inform and help others struggling to come to grips with the idea of sexual orientation and identity to find the resources to live in their personal truth. To also inform those struggling to understand all these new identities and pathways and how we as allies can help with love and empathy for this evolving community. If you have been moved by this podcast and you are hearing these words before the weekend coming up on the 25th and 26th, I invite you to come to Denver if you are able and see pride at its most open and honest form and learn to find love and empathy and hope in that. 
I also encourage you, if you're not able to go to Pride yet, but you just want to learn, there are so many resources online and so many ways to learn about the LBGTQIA plus community. And to see for yourself that all that these people are asking is that we let them live their truth and to show them respect. And if you are someone in that community or someone who's struggling to come out to your friends and your family, let me just tell you right now, there are people out here who will gladly become your family if you need that. We are here, we know you're there, and we respect you and we love you where you are, and we just want you to find the happiness and light in the world that we know you can have if you're just hopeful and brave and courageous enough to do it. You know, I'm a huge nerd. We've talked about that before. And I always think of Albus Dumbledore when I think of this because his quote used so many times in both Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter is so totally true. We must decide for ourselves if we choose the easy way or the right way. And I think that is something every one of us deal with when it comes to this issue. The easy way is to just turn our backs and say, this doesn't have anything to do with me. But the right way is to open our hearts and find love. And that is what I'm hoping we can all do together. And so today I'd like to leave you with a quote and end this podcast with one of the sayings from my, one of my favorite musicians, John Lennon. It matters not who you love or where you love or why you love or when you love or how you love. It only matters that you love. And that is something we all need to remember. Happy Pride Month. Have a great Pride weekend this weekend out there and stay safe. And we will all be together in the garden next time. Thanks for joining me today on our podcast. If any of this information has piqued your interest into me as a candidate, We'd love to invite you to visit our website at springco48.com. You can also join us on our social media community on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at springco48. Thank you again for joining me for Season of Change in Colorado with Spring. Once again, I am candidate Spring Erickson. I approve this message. May you plant the seeds of change in your own community. Take care, and we will see you next time.